1: The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with 7 best absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com/balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at BIOPTIMIZERS.com/balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, Your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Pat Mayo Pat Mayo Pat Mayo experience. Experience.
2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience 2020 fantasy football week for Sunday rankings update live news injuries all presented by DraftKings Play. On DraftKings, let's just jump right into this. Actually, I should probably tell you there is still room left in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. You hit the description of this video. You can find the link right away. Go get in that. Best tournament on DraftKings. $15 to play. Three max entry. No rake If you're looking to play on DraftKings this week, highly suggest you play in the listeners. Like, don't know why being the best tournament on DraftKings, why it's not full yet. But hey, here we are. Maybe there'll be overlay, because that's guaranteed money in that. So go get in right now. You're looking for my rankings description, also up on DKPlaybook.com. You're looking for projections and updated ownership. Go to Ftndaily.com right now. Get all of those. So, I mean, or in like an hour's time or whatever. But I mean you might want to watch the show or do both at the same time. Code Mayo, get you a discount. We will be taking questions and answering those starting around 10.35 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you have a question, save it for them because I'm not really going to care until then. Uh, I'll do a call for questions. That's when you insert your questions. And that is where the list will start when we start to read them. Remember to smash the like button out there. The more likes that we get, that means we can continue to do this for free as much as possible, but that will dictate how much into overtime that we go to answer your questions this week. So please, out there, Smash the like. Brad Evans is on the line. Brad, what's going on, my man? Hola, oh, amigo.
3: Wow, what an upside down uh, last like uh, forty-eight to seventy-two hours. I know you're up there north of the border, uh, but n- nuttiness has ensued here uh, south of it. Uh, whether we're talking uh, you know outside of sports or in the NFL, uh, with all this COVID madness, uh, you know, thankfully Alva Camara dodged a major bullet. Uh, This morning is he was just, you know, sitting benignly on the plane next to Michael Burton, who is his fullback. Uh, He tested positive and then turned out, well, no, he really didn't test positive. He is now a negative test. And Alvin Kamara originally tested positive, also tested negative. So those guys are free and clear for now and expected to play today against Detroit. But, man, this is uh, I've never seen a crazier week of fantasy football decision making. In the 15 years of being in this business, it's unbelievable.
2: So let's get into the the pressing issue at hand. Cam Newton's not going to play this week if that game ends up going. He has tested positive, but as of right now, it looks like it's going to be another day of negative tests for the Patriots and Chiefs, which means we'll probably get this on Monday or Tuesday. Not official as of yet. So how are you playing this? Are you just rolling out your Chiefs, rolling out your Patriots that you were going to play anyway? Because I would suggest going as late as possible to go pick up players, whether that be... If you can move players into your flex, that's one thing because that gives you just more options, whether it be a receiver, tight end, or running back to replace some of these guys. I'm even going to throw in Devontae, Julio, and Calvin Ridley into this mix too because they're all game time decisions for Monday night. So like Greg Ward is the very clear guy to me that you go pick up. He plays in the Sunday night game. Hopefully we'll know by like midday if we don't know by lock to begin with, but you can pick up Tanyan in the Monday night game to replace Kelsey if you need to, Mullins uh, in place of Mahomes. Like is that the move right now?
3: Yeah, you want to just try to delay this as much as you can uh, until we can get more bits and pieces of news and and try to put this thing together and whether or not this game is going to be played on Monday night. I mean, the good news is, uh, you know, no other New England Patriots have tested positive so far, but we also know that there is an incubation uh, period or phase of uh, COVID-19. We're seeing with Tennessee. I mean, look look what happened with the Titans. We had a couple of more positive tests this morning, and that game uh, for them is going to be in jeopardy for next week against the Buffalo bills. So, you know, these, it, it it takes some time. I'm not a doctor or anything, but from what I know there's a viral load uh, that takes time to build up in order for these tests to detect whether or not you have coronavirus. So we don't know. And I think right now, because you do have another Monday night game, you know, potentially here and right now, New England and Kansas city slated to be played on Monday night, you get a Brian Hill, uh, you get somebody in that contest. You mentioned Tanya, maybe even a Jace Sternberger who had three catches over 30 yards last week. So it could see an increase in role there. Just a warm body that you know is going to be active to hopefully present, uh, prevent you from getting a zero. That's what you got to do with the New England and the Kansas City players, unless you've got a very creative and open-minded league commissioner who's going to allow you to slide in somebody as a backup option playing in the games today, knowing that your plan A would be, say, Patrick Mahomes, and maybe they give you the luxury of saying, well, look, if Mahomes doesn't go and that game is canceled, pick somebody today that plays, but you got to do it in advance, can't do it after the fact. Maybe it's like Derek Carr or something as your backup quarterback, and they can you know, slide that in as a contingency plan so you don't suffer as a result of it. But, uh, again, this just so much unpredictability, Mayo, right now, so much upheaval. But, yes, getting somebody in that Atlanta-Green Bay game, getting somebody – You know, Even tonight, as you mentioned, with Philadelphia and San Francisco, whatever you can do to buy yourself some time is the move to make.
2: Yeah, and the problem is going to be is that they're not going to be a ton of options available. So let's say Devontae Adams ends up sitting. Then you're looking at Darius Shepard in the Monday night game. He played 37% of snaps last week without Adams. Obviously, no Lazard this week for sure. We don't know about Adams yet. He would be a very logical option. He is 0% owned. So he would be someone that you could definitely go plug and play. But if like Julio or Rid ends up sitting you have the Wizard of Oz put him in there he's better than Christian (laughs) Blake is so I mean I'm just going to call him Oz because I'm not taking a shot at that last name it's just not (laughs) happening Uh, but that's what I'm looking at right now the other big thing too being proactive is that this Tennessee situation is completely fucked and they might not play next week against Buffalo so Obviously, you'd want to start Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. There's going to be pickups available at wide receiver as the week goes along. But for quarterback, if you want to get ahead of that right now, just in case, and you have that extra roster spot in case that game is postponed, Kirk Cousins plays at Seattle next week. That's not a bad option. I'd say Mullins against Miami, but Jimmy G might be back. So you have like Cousins, Minshew, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert would probably be the four that are most widely available that you could just have on your bench right now so you don't have to worry about this as the week goes long and like your other managers are like, pick. I'm doing that to one guy right now that I'm playing in a head-to-head league with my home league uh, just because I can't stand this guy. So I'm just picking up all the quarterbacks (laughs) and dropping them because he currently has Ben Roethlisberger in just so he has no quarterback for this week because, you know, he's a scumbag. I'm going to use scumbag tactics against him. (laughs) I, I think that's a, that's a very sage and savvy
3: move on your part there, Mayo. I, a bit ruthless, uh, kind of a Richard move, but you know what? I, you know, if, if, the, if you think this guy is, is straight-up trash, then by all means, you know, take advantage of what the system yields, what the system gives you. And if you're just going to pick up uh, all the random starters that are out there, forcibly put them on waivers so he can't get that player in time to clear, then my hat, uh, I tip to you, my friend. That's that's ruthless.
2: Yeah, so Monday or Tuesday is the expectation. But again, that was the expectation for Steelers and Titans, and obviously that game was postponed. So again, have as many contingency plans as possible for players in that game. If it, it's too bad that it's Chiefs Patriots, it couldn't be like the two shittiest teams like Jet too bad it wasn't Jets Broncos that this was happening to, because then it'd yeah. be like, oh, no, no big deal. Like you're not playing anyone anyway. Uh we can just move on with the rest of our days. But we have elite players in those matchups, that's gonna be a problem. Today's stuff, uh Carlos Hyde looks like like he's going to be a game time decision leaning towards doubtful against the sea or against the Miami Dolphins and Chris Carson is actually going to return do you have any lean on this situation like I put Carson back in my running back rankings you can get all the rankings are updated in real time right now in the description of this video I inserted Carson in at number 19 that's one spot between Jarek McKinnon and Joe Mixon just damn Joe Mixon just hasn't been good but there is a situation here where Carson's not a hundred percent and then you just get a bunch of Travis Homer
3: yeah, that's correct. Well, look, the good news here is this in regards to when Chris Carson, and I'm going to talk while I pull up my ranks at the same time. Um, you know, he did practice on a limited basis uh, in back-to-back days this week. So the good news there is that physically he's been able to get out there. He's been able to do, you know, close to his usual amount of work. Now, I talked to Dr. David Chow, Pro Football Talk, on my radio show at Sirius XM on Friday, and I asked Dr. Chow, about Carson. And he goes, look, I, I think he's going to be, not only is he going to be active, but he goes, I, I feel that he's going to get close to his normal workload uh, because it was such a mild knee sprain. that with him practicing, even on a limited basis and getting in some work this week, you know, they'll have him rearing and, and ready to go. And with Carlos Hyde out of action, you're right on Homer. Uh, you know, he may see an uptick. Maybe he gets like 10 to 12 touches in this game. So, you know, if you're out there or you don't want to roll the dice on, you know, one of the, the players in the New England and Kansas City game, maybe your CEH backer, you know, picking up a homer, making sure that you don't get a zero just to plug somebody in that's like, you know, widely available. That might be the move to go as Miami's given up, you know, well north of four yards per carry, the running back position. But Carson, I have right now at RB25. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a wait and see mode there. I've got him uh, in between Ronald Jones and Antonio Gibson to give you some context. So, you know, I think he's going to get close to what should be a normal workload. And, and if that is indeed the case, I really should move him up in my ranks. Uh, but there is that shred of uncertainty there on exactly what he is going to get touch-wise. So it's, it's, you know, a little bit close on whether or not he's going to be a full-blown RB2 in my estimation. But at least we got some positivity to come out of his situation in a game that should have a plethora of
2: points. What do you make of Chris Carson on DraftKings? So this is a really interesting conundrum, because everyone, the yeah. big, the largest, most popular stack of the week is Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and bringing it back with like Gasicki or Devontae Parker or Preston Williams or Gaskin or whoever it might be. This was the situation last week where Chris Carson was the piece of that shootout game that no one wanted to own, and as it turned out, those people were correct. You did not want to own Chris Carson in that game, as everyone else did all of the scoring. But if Chris Carson's, if you feel good enough that he's going to play at least like 60% of the snaps, and you would expect him to be playing at the beginning of the game when they're going to be scoring all these points, potentially getting up, that would you pivot on to him? Because everyone lost Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from the player pool. He's around that same price range. I went up $100 to James Robinson for all my Clyde Edwards-Hilaire lineups. But would you feel comfortable rolling out Carson at like no ownership?
3: Well, that's the key there. Look, if you want to go with kind of a contrarian lineup uh, in which somebody is going to have, you know, hey, well, what is his ownership going to be? It's probably less than 5% easy. it might be less than 3%. Uh, that is a good player to pivot to. Uh, look, because obviously, if he's going to get maybe 60, 65% of the opportunity share in this backfield in a premium matchup, you know, the opportunity is right for him to maybe get you 80 combined yards and a touchdown. And if he can work uninhibitedly in this game early and often, or Seattle can build up a sizable lead early in this contest, which is entirely plausible. then, yeah, I mean, he could greatly exceed expectations. I, I agree if I had a choice between, you know, paying up for James Robinson or going with a Chris Carson, I'm going to go with the pride of Illinois State. Uh, it's a great matchup against Cincinnati. He is an undoubtable Uh, workhorse in this backfield, probably going to get upwards of 20 touches in this game, no matter how the script goes, because we saw in the game against Miami that he's script agnostic. You know, he's a player that can catch a lot of passes out of the backfield if the script goes negative. So uh, I would prefer Robinson. uh, But if you want to put together a contrarian lineup, I agree wholeheartedly that Chris Carson's part of that guy. And by the way, I think the smarter stack in that Seattle-Miami game is tied to the Miami stack. You know, that side of the home team. With Fitzpatrick, with Parker, with Mike Gusecki, uh, as the Seattle Seahawks, Kasecki in particular, like his player prop at DK Sportsbook is 45 and a half freaking yards. That seems like a free square to me, knowing that Seattle's giving up 182. I'm not making this up. No, i am not been drinking since 6 a.m. Maybe I haven't, but 182 slot yards per game. That's what the Seattle Defense is giving up to slot guys, and guess where Kiseki lines up? Well, eighty-four percent of the time, out of the slot. So yes. I love all the Dolphins. This game's going to be a ton of fun.
2: Yeah, I gave uh, my triple play this week. I gave my like three lock plays for DraftKings for the week. Kaseki was one of them. So hopefully he's not bad chalk when it comes down to it. But I have him. I played twenty lineups this week. I believe he's in eighty percent of them. He runs routes on sixty-five percent of the snaps. That's just not dropbacks. That is overall snaps even when they're running uh that gets included into that so he's not a tight end he's a slot receiver uh and there are very few tight ends that you can point to that are fifty one hundred dollars on DraftKings that you can do that there's a few other things i'm getting a report right now from diana russini of espn mm. during a patriots team meeting that was started at 10 a.m the team was informed as of right now they will be playing their game against the chiefs on monday they were told they will be flying out tomorrow morning so that's positive news for that game to go obviously still can change that's not officially locked in yet but that is a good thing to hear about if you're concerned about you know people a being healthy and then b your fantasy teams which probably comes second in all of this but i know that if you're tuning into this it's probably number one for you at the moment so it looks like those guys are going to play but again be cautious about it christian kirk and deandre hopkins both game time decisions for the one o'clock game against the panthers this is a really interesting DraftKings kings conundrum because obviously you're, if you're in your season long you're going to wait to see if hopkins plays if hopkins plays you're going to play hopkins it's a basically that simple but for DraftKings wise he's $8,500 he's the most expensive flex eligible player on the board no one's going to use him because no one knows if he's going to play or not Um, would you consider taking Alvin Kamara out of some lines because that's where you're going to have to get the salary from to go on to DeAndre Hopkins in some spots knowing that Kamara is going to be the highest owned player on the slate justifiably so he's in an amazing matchup without Michael Thomas uh, against the Lions here to go up to a, like, 4% owned DeAndre Hopkins, is that something you would consider doing?
3: Uh, again, in my all-contrarian lineup, why the hell not? I mean, this could be that, uh, that lineup you construct with Chris Carson. You know, you just go against the grain with a lot of these and try to find low-ownership guys. And of course, you can check out all the projected ownership numbers for DraftKings uh, right now at FTNDaily.com. Uh, Personally, I'm all Camara all the time. Uh, I think it is going to be an extraordinary game. I am curious exactly what the ownership level is going to be. Is it going to be like north of 75% Uh, because he is pricey at $8,000 in DK. Um, You know, I'm hoping it's going to land in that, you know, 55 to 65% range, but I I don't know how he falls short. You know, it's the only way that he is going to be stiff armed away from a 100 combined yards and a touchdown, it's, it's like a, a semi-truck, uh, you know, jumps the road and drives through Ford Field and somehow flattens Kamara. You know, <laughs> he's the only victim on the field. It's almost like that old Madden video game, you know, when the ambulance used to come out, it used to hit all the players. When uh, that one guy was injured, it would take them out in the process, and then they put them up on, you know, on the gurney, throw them in the back of the ambulance, and it would drive off. You know, again, Kamara would have to be one of those dudes who would be a hood ornament essentially on that, uh, you know, runaway Mack truck or that runaway ambulance in order for him to not get to hundred combined yards and probably multiple touchdowns. And again, if you're a props enthusiast uh, like Mayo and I are, uh, I, you know, luckily locked in Alvin Kamara at 51 and a half receiving yards of the over earlier in the week when the Lions came out. That's why I got to, you know, really pounce like a Panther on those as soon as they're released on Friday at DK Sportsbook. I did that. It came off the board because of the Michael Thomas news. They put it back up. It's at 59 and a half, and the juice is like minus 157. So it's been juiced up. But still, he is going to be the centerpiece here. And I'm going to throw out, you know, in another contrarian lineup, or maybe if you want to pay up for Kamara. Another name you may not be thinking about in that game, but watch out for Adam Troutman, rookie out of Dayton. No Jared Cook as well in this lineup. Ultra cheap tight end. If you want to try to, you know, if you want to punt that position, but really not punting it, he could uh, yield double figures production. And again, give you that flexibility to pay up for some of the other major commodities out there like DeAndre, like Kamara, uh, like Russell Wilson, who we already missed, uh, mentioned.
2: So the three guys that I'm rolling with, I mentioned Gasicki. I think Keenan Allen is in a glorious spot with Tampa Bay giving up uh, a 75% catch rate to slot receivers so far this year. I hear that's where uh, Keenan Allen likes to patrol just a little bit. Yeah, their I, dogs. That's what I hear too. Going yeah, to yeah. be chucking just a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I really like Daryl Henderson against the Giants. Uh, with, I with with Cam Akers out this week once again, uh, in the two weeks that, since he, basically he's been injured after week one with Malcolm Brown the last two weeks, uh, he's accounted for 83% of the DraftKings points in that backfield between him and Malcolm Brown. So that's a very interesting spot. Everyone's using Mike Davis, which I endorse. I like Mike Davis a lot. Uh, David Johnson also projected very high ownership of the three. Daryl Henderson's coming way down on that list Uh, and if you can find the money for the Rams defense that's a nice little mini stack to put together with the logic being that the Rams turn the ball over in close proximity to the goal line from Daniel Jones they hand the ball off to Daryl Henderson they score touchdowns Uh, so just one leads into another Uh, although the Rams at $3,900 are probably not where you want to go just because the salary cap is just so valuable this week there's not a lot of paid down options that spending all your money on a defense well it could end up being contrarian you could probably put better use to that money if you're paying down i'm actually using the lions in a bunch of spots brad (laughs) why Uh, not if if it's gonna be the saints playing check down the entire game like especially with both corners out for the saints i actually bet the under of 54 in that game too but With Jenkins and Lattimore both out, if the Lions can hop up early, and that's a big ask from them, especially with their shitty defense, too. uh, If they can get up by like 10, or if they can get up by 14, and it can't just be check downs to Kamara the entire game, and Breeze has to take a shot somewhere down the field. Like you mentioned, no Thomas, no Cook. You got a bunch of jabronis out there running routes that maybe you can force them (laughs) into a bad spot. Maybe you can luck into a turnover or a pick six, something like that, that all of a sudden at $2,200, the Lions defense looks a lot better. If it's not the Lions, you can pay down for my next closest one would be the Texans at $2,500 that $300 really does account for a lot of your salary cap this week
3: yeah I think the Houston Texans are a fantastic call quite honestly uh hell even Minnesota as bad as they are you know the, the one vulnerability of the Texans is clearly in the trenches I mean Deshaun Watson's always running for his life it seems so maybe you can get a strip sack fumble recovery maybe a you know fat man touchdown somebody scoops it up and you know, dawdles into the end zone. Um, yeah, I, That's what you got to do. Look, I, I hate defenses and DFS. They drive me crazy. I'm such a crapshoot every single week. I never want to overpay for them. And you're right. You, you don't have a whole lot of flexibility with the salary cap this week with some of these elite options that are out there that you almost have to have in your lineup uh, just due to the limitations that are, are present due to the Kansas City-New England game being rescheduled. So it's, you know, it's it's a tough slate right now um and you know i i tend to agree with a lot of your viewpoints there i love the daryl henderson call i got him at rb 11 this week you know it's a guy that's got a three plus yak per attempt he's forced a miss tackle 21.1 percent of the time he's he's the true blue guy for this la rams team and i get the giants and the giants have done a pretty good job on a yards per carry allowed basis just 3.7 to the running back position but because of the lopsided score on the board uh, they have been you know plowed over late in games because they're just exhausted and I think Henderson's gonna do a lot of work sold away the clock I think it's 80 plus yards and a touchdown his player prop at DK Sportsbook: 67 and a half on the rush yards yes yeah, sign me up on the over on that one all day long it's uh it's one of my top plays for sure
2: once again, we'll be taking your questions starting around 10.35 a.m. Eastern Time, so in about 10, 15 minutes from now. So save your questions for then, but in the meantime, smash the like button. The more likes that we get, the more questions that we're going to get to. I'm even going to kick Brad off the line, so I can just do this one-on-one. <laughs> but if you actually are just at a single position, just you can use our rankings to decide between these people. The rankings are in the description of this video, uh, and if you're listening to it after the fact. Or a podcast. Uh, if you're looking for the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League link there is still spots available. Hit the description you can find the updated link in there right now I had the wrong one posted. I was wondering why it wasn't filling. I had the wrong fucking one posted like the entire <laughs> week. But we still almost got 3,000 people in it so we had like 150 spots left. No rake in that tournament It's the best one on DraftKings. Highly suggest you go play it and you get to play against me who sucks at DraftKings. So it's just uh, there's $45 of dead money in the pot already It's better than no rake. It's no rake plus $45 because I am Included in this. Brad will be doing a live AMA, so you can ask him anything. Start, sits, whatever. Like, you know, do you use Rogaine or not? I don't know. But that starts at noon I do Eastern. Too. Yeah, that starts at noon Eastern time <laughs> at ftnfantasy.com. Uh, and you can just go check that out up there you can just go reserve your spot right now make sure you uh, get on ftn fantasy ftndaily.com has updated projections updated ownership projections and the big thing the prop shop completely free so if you go to ftnbets.com click on the prop shop at the top completely free to use type in whatever player you want and it will give you a list of all of the legal sports books right now that have player props for that player could be receptions could be rushing yards could be anytime touchdowns multiple touchdowns and which site has the best lines for you to use. You can see the juice. You can see what the numbers are. Highly suggest that if you are in the market to bet player props, which should lead us, Brad, to our props of the week. Uh, Who are you? Oh, yeah. You got your whiteboard? You got your Woody
3: Page whiteboard app? Pow! I got it right here. Uh, Let me, I got some adhesive on it. I got really fancy. Uh, I went to the Home Depot yesterday. Really exciting day. A little Home Depot, a little Bed Bath & Beyond. Unbelievable Saturday here in the Evans household. Yeah, I got my fade five props. I like a lot of overs, as you can tell. Uh, Mike is sicky first and foremost. We already talked about him. Over 45 and a half yards. Uh, that juice, I got it at 112, but it's it's spiked. It's like minus 137 right now, DraftKings book. Love me some Fitzmagic. uh oh fit's magic. when I'm with Ryan and his beard, I'm gonna be tugging on that sucker, and he is going to annihilate uh, this secondary that's missing. Jamal Adams and Quinn Dunbar for the Seattle Seahawks. Even when those guys have been on the field, they're coming up over 400 yards through the air per game. So 280.5 pass yards over on that. Kenny Galladay, no Lattimore, as you mentioned. No Janoris Jenkins at 63 and a half uh, receiving yards there. I got that in. It's up to minus 118. Still kind of a light juice uh, up in the minus 112. But even at 118, I think that feels very good to me. I think it's going to be 100 yards and a touchdown today against a bunch of ragtag backups, almost scabs crossing the line, it seems like, for the Saints are going to be trotting out there. Uh, Devin Singletary over 59 and a half rush yards and minus 112. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders giving up an absurd 200 plus total yards per game to the running back position. Zach Moss is questionable. The toe injury may not be 100%. I think Singletary does work today against the silver and black and leaves you in the black if you take the over on 59 and a half rush yards. And then Mr. Unlimited. Yes. Yeah, Seattle. Yes, Yara. Yeah, we did it. Uh, I'm on the over. <laughs> Russell Wilson, two and a half passing touchdowns. At plus odds, plus 135 at T- DK Sportsbook. Take advantage of it. Flex your team, Levos, and hopefully let's make some money today uh, with FTN Bets. All
2: right, so my props and my props have actually been doing quite well this year, which is shocking to me. I actually see <laughs> money in my account for the first time in ages. So I'm I'm at around 65% in player props. This is the week I'm going for the sweep, uh, and I tried to I, I took some like pretty obvious ones. Uh, and I, this book that I use, where I'm at in Canada, I don't know if this is available to Americans, but I can parlay them together, which is ultra nice. So if you're oh, watching that is nice. If you're watching worldwide, uh, you can parlay some props together and really get some juice on those. My, my big four for the week. I'm actually with you on Gasicki. I have over 45 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. I have Keenan Allen over four and a half receptions. It's minus 150. You got to bite the bullet on that one. Same Mm. with Golden Tate over three and a half receptions. That's also minus 150. Greg Ward in the Sunday night game over 45 and a half receiving yards, minus 120. Those are my four. You parlay those together. It's eight and a half to one. I played them solo. I played them as a parlay. Plus, I mean, I hit big on Jeff Wilson last week, Brad, with my anytime he touchdown. Did. So I'm going back to the well with loser running backs. A guy I'm actually using on DraftKings this week, too. J.D. McKissick, who I have written down as J.C. McKissick right now because he showed <laughs> p- poor typo on my end. Typos every week in these. J.D. McKissick, anytime touchdown. 6-1. to one. J.D. McKissick last touchdown in the Washington-Baltimore game, 25-1. to one. And I actually threw those on the back end of the parlay, too, both of them, so it gets it up to, like, 66-1 and, like, 250-1. to one. So let's hope those come through. If J.D. McKissick can just score the last touchdown of the game, I'm rich, Brad, but we'll see how that goes. Here's the logic behind that one. 14-point underdogs, All right. $4,000 on DraftKings as well, if you're looking for a cheap running back to put in. He's only used in passing situations. Well, when you're a 14-point underdog, probably going to be in some passing situations I'm not going to lie to you about that you would think that it would be Antonio Gibson but for whatever reason they don't throw him the ball they only throw the ball to McKissick so I wouldn't expect a whole lot of him in the first quarter but in the second half of this game hence why I did last touchdown instead of first touchdown that if Baltimore just creams these guys then all of a sudden McKissick might end up playing over 60% of the snaps again and then you're hoping to get between four to eight targets hopefully the eight targets hopefully like six or so catches and maybe he can break a big one Uh, it's almost like the Chris thompson situation when he used to play in washington You just hope for one of those games it's not likely it's not a great gpp play although i am using a gpp plays as i said i'm a bad DraftKings player but that's how i want to save my salary this week if you want to afford alvin kamara and some high price guys that's how you have to squeak these guys in them and like jimmy graham in your flex and the lions defense he can pay up for all the studs that you want but that would be my logic behind jd mckissick it's not likely but the odds that you're getting six to one and 25 to one, you know, those don't come through every time that you bet them, but if they do, you're golden, Brad, you're golden. That is huevos
3: Jicantes on JD McKissick. That is a name I did not expect to come out of your mouth. I I mean, you laid out a, a wonderful convincing case. I will say that. I mean, you're my number one pick on the debate team as a result of that, but it's JD McKissick. Uh, We'll see what happens there. And you're right, it is perplexing to me why Antonio Gibson's not utilized more as a receiver considering that's essentially what he did and that was his calling card on just the 77 touches he had at the University of Memphis. It doesn't, it makes no sense to me at all. But then again, a lot of these coaches in the NFL don't apply simple logic to the decisions that they make. See, O'Brien, comma, Bill.
2: Uh, They're changing their play calling today though. Uh, That's what he said. (laughs)
3: Well, yeah, well, look, I, I hope it involves this, and that is David Johnson in the pass game. I, it's criminal that David Johnson, you know, and I, I, I was talking to Aaron Reese, uh, the athletic who covers the Houston Texans back in, in August. You know, we had him on the Sirius XM show, and I, you know, I thought I'd ask him, like, who leads his team in targets and receptions? And without hesitation, he said David Johnson. And I was kind of like, oh, well, that's that's spicy. That's very interesting. And yet, you look here through the first three games, the Texans, and they are just not throwing to the running back that often. I mean, DJ's getting like one or two catches in a game. You know, with all the pressure, all the intense heat, and the duress that Deshaun Watson is placed under, you would think you'd have more quick hitters, some design screens, swing passes, whatever, to David Johnson. We just have not seen that yet. So hopefully today, fingers crossed, this is like a five, six catch game for David Johnson against that vikings defense that left the battle axe on the kitchen counter before the actual battle
2: uh, just some very quick hits do you have any actual like straight up bets that you like this week i like the bears they're up to plus three at home against indianapolis and i think i'm gonna just do, go with like the obvious spread parlay of the week and just see how it just does not work out in my favor uh <laughs> both road teams both three point favorites arizona and buffalo like i, I just like both those teams yeah, I like Detroit in the points at
3: home. Uh, I locked it in.
2: That yeah, that yeah, sounds like you... a big. I guess like I, I bet under fifty four on that game, but that game seems <laughs> not great.
3: <laughs> I, I still like the Lions. Uh, maybe I'm a, I'm a masochist. I don't know why, but I continuously bet on because I think they're a good value of the board. I agree with uh, my Chicago Bears. Uh, I think they're going to you know probably win this game outright. I would just take it on the money line straight up. Uh, and and also I like the over in the Seattle Miami game. I, I mean everything. The only The only thing you might have to watch, and I know people are kind of freaking out because they see, like, the little icon, the weather icon next to the player's name or whatever, you know, uh, platform that they're using for their season-long lane. There's clouds with rain. It's it's South Florida. It's the early fall there. It's still hot as hell. And they get these popcorn thunderstorms in the afternoon. They've been under a flash flood watch all weekend long uh, because they've had intermittent heavy rain. So, we might actually have a delay in that game due to lightning. It would not at all shock me. But typically, these things pop up out of nowhere. They dump a shitload of rain on the stadium for about 30 minutes, and then the skies open back up, and they'll come out and play football again. Don't freak out about the weather in Miami. It's not going to turn any one of these teams. This game's got a lot of that pew, 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 shootout appeal. And I love the over there, and I kind of like the Dolphins too. I think they're catching six in this game. I think Seattle wins this game by a field goal. I think it's going to be hotly contested from start to finish.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Like, I think if you're going to take Miami, that would be the team to take on the money line. Just, I don't think that they cover mm. the six and a half unless they win.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's a distinct possibility.
2: Uh, I, I just, I, listen, for the I, record, I am not betting that, but it's just Seattle doesn't play like field goal games. They either score a ton of points or no. they win by like 10 or – That's it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, look, I I want the Magnum PI version of Ryan Fitzpatrick to make a cameo. You know, just like we saw with the three buttons down, the chest hair exposed, the pineapple shirt. I mean, just glorious. That's my Halloween costume, if Halloween even exists this year. But uh, I I just – I love watching him. He just plays with such a youthful zeal, and so does Russell Wilson. I mean, both these guys are just going to keep going back and forth against weak defenses. Uh, Seattle does a really good job defending the run. And I guess there's one other prop here that I like it's anything Miles Gaskin over on receptions and receiving yards.
2: Are you talking about are you talking about that bitch Carol Gaskin? <laughs> I'm talking about that bitch
3: Miles Gaskin. God. He will be one if he doesn't get the over for me, but uh, the pride of UW, dub uh, I think it's a six catch game, probably 30 plus yards through the air for him and I believe his line is 24 and a half at DK Sportsbook and the over the under receiving yards. Uh, it's heavily juiced up on the over three and a half receptions. But if you're using the old Canada platform there for Mayo and you can parlay those two together, get a plus odds. Uh, I take that all diggity day long.
2: Yeah. You can only parlay one prop from each game together is the thing. Oh, you can't do it with the same player. Yeah, of course. Not. You, <laughs> okay, can't do, I, you can't do correlated props. Come on now.
3: I, I, I've I got it. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to make that a thing. I'm talking to a specific sports book that's soon to be operational here in the United States. Uh, they are from a European country. I will leave it at that. And they're like, how can we differentiate in the market? And I've been consulting them, and I said, this is how you do it. And I will throw that little uh, tidbit in there and be like, look, you should be able to parlay the same dudes together in the same game. Yeah, and,
2: and they're going to tell you, yeah, we don't want to get taken.
3: Uh, And I'm going to say, don't be afraid. Just put a cap limit on it. Then say, you know, you can't exceed like a $50 bet on that parlay. Yeah. Take that sharp action. We got to take Mayo's
2: money somehow. Yeah, that, that's fish action. They, they take my money already. They don't need to give me quarterly parlays <laughs> in order to do that. Very quickly, before we let you get out of here and we get into the question and answer, period, smash the like if you're out there as well. Doesn't look like Fournette's going to play. Rojo is shaping up to be like the chalk, the cheap running back everyone's going to. I understand it. The projections on FTNDaily.com have him as the third best value per price of any running back on the slate. I myself just can't get there with it. I don't trust him. I don't either, and I think we're
3: going to get some Keyshawn Vaughn today. He's going to be active. Uh, He'll get worked in. I know he was, you know, I I talked him up. I loved him post-draft. I thought he was going to come in and take this job. And, of course, I was horribly, terribly wrong. Like I am about 99.9% of everything uh, in my assessment of Keyshawn Vaughn. But you're going to have some LaShawn McCoy, too. I I, I cannot get there with Ronald Jones. I I think he is a middling RB2 at best in season long. I would pivot away from them in, in DraftKings and DFS. There are better options on the board. Hell, I'd rather have Brian Hill if you're going to play the entire slate. I know it's a Monday night game. I'd rather have him than I would Ronald Jones. They're, you know, they're just better uh, backs. I, I, I don't I, like I don't know
2: him. about that. Like I'm not going that far with it. I think that he's a fine <laughs> play. If you have to start him in your season long league, that's fine. Although I would be more worried about LaShawn McCoy catching like seven passes because they play him for some reason.
3: Well, yeah, you've also got some issues here with game flow. You know, I mean, Justin Herbert's impressed me. And you mentioned the Keenan Allen play, which I'm with you on, on the over on his reception. So it's heavily juiced up. Uh, I think those two are going to be inseparable in this game. And you can certainly take advantage of Tampa through the air. That's the vulnerability. You can't run on them. Um, So, you know, maybe this game gets out of control and it all goes south for Ronald Jones. But. I think this is going to snowball in a very negative way for him today. I I just, I'm not seeing anything more than like 70 combined yards and maybe he finds the end zone. But I got a feeling today we're going to get our first Gronk spike of the season with Tom Brady hooking up with him inside the red zone.
2: All right, so we're going to let Brad take a hike here so he can get ready for his AMA at noon Eastern on FTNFantasy.com. Thank you for being on, Brad. I really do appreciate it. And go your props this week because we have a few of the same ones. So I'm rooting for those ones, although I don't think your Singletary one hits.
3: Oh, you son of a
2: biscuit. My my Singletary one, if Zach Moss is
3: out, does that change your mind?
2: Yeah, it would, but I don't think that he is going to be out. I think that he's going to play. (laughs)
3: all right all right well uh we'll see who is right in the end but i'm hoping you know knock on wood uh, that one crushes the over they should against vegas
2: yeah we'll see when josh allen throws for 99 touchdowns i'm gonna to be very happy <laughs> <laughs> appreciate
3: it mayo enjoy your q a see ya
2: all right so before we get to the question and answer period you can start loading your questions in now uh if you would like uh just remember that if you don't state, like, a player's first name. Their last name is, like, Brown or Johnson. I'm going to ban you for life. few bans. If you ask about Mark Ingram, you're fucking banned for life. If you ask the same question twice, you're banned for life. If you ask the same question to an already did that one. You answer someone else's question, because the questions are for me. We're trying to make this as efficient as possible so I can get to as many as possible. It's a reason for these bans. get you out of... Th- clear you i box you out you should keep asking the same fucking question eight times in a row i'm gonna get to them all right if you load them in right now i will get to them yes paul are you gonna say goodbye to the uh audio listeners i will in a second but i have one more thing to say before that My bad. paul Come on. Give your head a shake, Paul. Just very quickly, here are the injuries uh, that we're looking at that could be out for these games. Obviously, inactives come out at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. I will not be on air then, but I will have my rankings updated. Rankings all updated currently in the description. The Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League link in the description. No rake in that contest. Please go play in it. But players that we're looking at are likely out this week at running back. Justin Jackson and Carlos Hyde. Most Cohen, Bell. Christian McCaffrey, Tevin Coleman, Cam Akers, and Leonard Fournette, uh, probably going to be out as well, so adjust to that. At receiver, uh, J.J. Orsego whiteside in the Sunday night game, looks like he may or may not play, probably not going to play. Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, Perry Campbell, Jalen Rager, Sterling Shepard, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, (gasps) Chris Godwin, Alan Lazard, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Steve Sims all out already. Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley are real iffy to play in the Monday night game, so watch out for that. Obviously, no Cam Newton this week, no Garoppolo, no Tyrod uh, at quarterback, and at tight end, no Jared Cook. He has been officially ruled out. No Jordan Reed, no Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, and George Kittle all expected to play this week at quarterback tight end thank you for listening to the audio podcast of this version you can get it every sunday morning if you want to go take your dog for a walk it'll be up around like quarter to 11 eastern time you got the two hours to figure it all out so for the audio listeners rate it five stars we'll see you next time
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently